This is Marty Ballin. You're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM Community Radio Peace Radio. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hey, yeah, you. Yes, you, my dear companion, on this too short of an hour that makes up the Healthy Steps radio show. And thank you for keeping your radio or app set to WMNF Tampa and around the globe at WMNF.org, the only radio station that they listen to in Sicily, Alaska. Now, I don't want to start off right out of the gate sounding all pretentious or highfalutin. Anyone who knows me will tell you that I'm as shallow as a solitary raindrop on a hot August sidewalk. But the other day, I found myself reading some poems from the 13th century philosopher Rumi. His writing is of that rare caliber sort that you could reach into any page that he had written and pull out something so obviously illuminating that you wish that you had recognized it or vocalized it first. I glommed on to this quote. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find those barriers that you have built against it. I take this to mean, love yourself for who you are and forgive yourself for your faux pas and shortcomings. And to be very careful about what you tell yourself about yourself. Your body and your spirit are listening and they will remember those words long after that moment has passed and that day has ended. You do not have time to say, I am not good enough, I am not worthy. Do not put rocks in your heart weighing yourself down. You were born to fly. You are, after all, an angel fluttering about closer to heaven than you may realize. So do me this simple favor, will you? I've never asked very much of you before, so please indulge me this little ask. Sometime today, go to a mirror. A car rearview mirror will do. Look at yourself and say out loud, Damn, I am good. And I will request just one more thing of you right now. If you have any medical questions or concerns, give us a call at 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three. Irene is in the control room, anxious for your call, and you can also send us an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five. Good morning to you, Doctor Harvey. Of all of the days of the week that end in Y, ask me anything Monday is certainly my favorite. So let me hang my hat here at the door and let you kick this show into gear for our listeners, shall we? What have you got for us today, Dr. Fred? Happy Monday once again, Bill. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And I will add an ask to that. When you're looking in the mirror into your eyes, say these three words. They'll be the most powerful and the most difficult sometimes for you to do. Say, I love you i love you and everybody right out into there. right into your own eyes because you got to love yourself first before you can love anyone else 
So what a what a lovely day. It's so beautiful. Was out for a walk already. Mangoes are falling off the trees. Oh, wow. That season is here, folks. The most beautiful fruit is coming into full regalia. There's so many trees just dripping with mangoes. And mangoes I recommend for everybody, except for those who have a sensitivity to it because it's such a good fruit. Low glycemic, high fiber with lots of good phytochemicals in it. And um, yes, the Mayans called it the food of the gods because I believe it has in it, um, I'm going to possibly hopefully get this right, um, anacardic acid, which is a, uh, a kind of a, an alertness uh, and also good feeling substance. So you feel great and you actually are more focused to go about the day. So enjoy mango season. It's upon us. Oh, I was reading some articles again. I do that probably too often, but I love doing that. I saw this funny thing today. Vitamin supplements, herbs to avoid if you suffer high blood pressure. Well, <laughs> you know, you have to remember, you don't want to necessarily get your information from a publication that actually um, is is related to, um, you know, business news media. Um, I think Medical Daily might be a, a subsidiary uh, of, of uh, a Business Insider or something. In any event, um, it's it's really uh, kind of funny um, that they talk about vitamin E to avoid it. Um, it reduces your ability to form blood clots. Well, that's a good thing because when you have high blood pressure and you put pressure on your artery walls, you actually can have more blood clots and get strokes. So vitamin E may be actually really good. It's just that really high doses of vitamin E, which I wouldn't recommend for anybody, you know, normal standard doses, those are pretty acceptable. And uh, I've never seen anyone actually have a risk. And um, I love the hypothetical scare tactics that they use. It can increase the bleeding risk for those on blood thinning medications. Well, I see a lot of people on blood thinning medications and on vitamin E, and I have yet to see a problem. Hypothetical risk is uh, uh, an interesting concept. Um, actual case reports, haven't seen a lot. Vitamin K, very good for vascular health. If you have high blood pressure, you should be on it. They're telling you to avoid it because it has a problem in that you might have a blood thinning medication problem. Well, the Chinese did an interesting study. In America, we, we spend a lot of money following, uh, or we did, many, many less people are using Coumadin and Warfarin, the one that needed to be followed with blood tests all the time. They're using other ones that can't be reversed, so it's pointless to actually look at the um, uh, blood levels. And so um, back in the day when the safe, effective, long-term use of Coumadin was promoted, and it still is in some places because it's cheap, you don't have to follow the blood levels. You put people on a dose and you put them on vitamin K as well. Vitamin K stabilizes your uh, uh, clotting that would be related to intermittent intake of different leafy greens that would contain vitamin K. The problem is your diet's inconsistent. Taking vitamin K every day is consistent and the Chinese found that you don't need to monitor levels and you can keep people from having a lot of strokes from atrial fibrillation if you leave them on the Coumadin and vitamin K at the same time. Big study, but but America didn't adopt that. Um, vitamin D, they say don't take vitamin D. An overdose can cause hypercalcemia and that can be vitamin D toxic, but, but that would be if you have the high calcium, you might get high blood pressure. So don't take vitamin D in case you overdose on it. This is the weirdest article. I just love these people. They, they're just providing rather uh, a bunch of disinformation, um, and, but, but acting like it's real. Arnica, um, 
nobody uses high dose arnica in blood pressure. Um, and, and so I don't know why you'd mention that one here. And then it's um, uh, unsafe to take by mouth unless in homeopathic conditions. Well, nobody, no, no herbalist actually recommends arnica by mouth unless it's homeopathic. It is actually, it, this person saying it's an herb sometimes used to flavor foods. I have never seen arnica in a food. I don't know where this person lives or what they get their information from, but arnica is a topical to help with um, uh, bruises and injuries. Um, and so guarana is the only one on here that's actually questionable. Guarana is an herb that shows up in a lot of energy drinks and it's got caffeine. So yeah, you don't want to take a lot of caffeine if, if you're dealing with that. Uh, another one I see, it keeps going around. They're calling any doctor who disagrees with the narrative a right-wing nut. Um, uh, Time magazine is, 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 uh, uh, has an article talking about right-wing doctors are still peddling dubious COVID drugs. Well, they're not dubious. Actually, ivermectin works, and we have evidence that it works. It's just that medical science created a study to be able to talk about how it doesn't work. And within the study, they showed that it worked, but it doesn't meet their, their criteria of 95% likely that it's actually accurate. It was only 91% likely. So they let people die for a 4% likelihood of being uh, an accurate study. Still in the 90%. It's a pretty sick thing. So quit calling us thoughtful doctors, right-wing doctors. I am a libertarian, bleeding heart liberal. So how, where do you put me? What category is a libertarian liberal in? <laughs> Um, another little mention, um, I got to say it again. Finally, it takes years. We've known in functional medicine for many years that non-sugar sweeteners, these artificial uh, poisons, cause problems. And one of them is diabetes. And so the World Health Organization finally, finally got around to publishing a policy guideline, health effects of the use of non-sugar sweeteners, a systematic review and meta-analysis. Uh, it, basically, they're saying this causes diabetes. Stop using uh, artificial sweeteners to lose weight. Stop doing that. It's really bad for you. And um, finally, just a quick mention, depression is familial, but not genetic. This is really interesting. Uh, this was published at the end of 22. Association between depressive symptoms and sedentary behaviors in dyads. That's in couples. Longitudinal crossover effects. What they showed is that people who get depressed... Um, get sedentary and their sedentary behavior causes sedentary behavior in the other partner who then tends to get depressed. And then it keeps going back and cycling forward in a feed forward vicious cycle that continues the cycle of depression. Um, so here we're, here we're seeing if you can get your butt off the couch and out the door every morning for 20 minutes, you are going to change this because then you won't be sedentary and you'll stop the depression cycle. Exercise is key. And so is exercising your fingers when you dial the phone to call in to talk with me on this wonderful radio station, WMNF 88.5 Tampa. Yes, indeed. You are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. <clears throat> and we're inviting you to participate in the Ask Me Anything Monday show. Irene's in this little cubicle over there, the control room, waiting to take your call. So give her a call at 813 Two three nine nine six six three, or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And we do have a caller there, Dr. Fred. I've got Ingrid Wonderful. from St. Pete on the line. Good morning to you there, Ingrid. Good morning. Hi. 
Good morning, Doctor. What do you have for me today, Ingrid? Uh, yes, I was um, recently diagnosed with um, osteoporosis of the hip. And, yes. And um, my doctor wanted me to start on Cosomax. But okay. I'm a bit reluctant about that. And um, she suggested um, doing some calcium supplements. Do you have any input on that and any type of uh, calcium supplements I should focus on? Um, yeah, I have some thoughts on the whole uh, process here. So osteoporosis. Osteoporosis is very thin bones. You've lost um, the protein that holds the bone together and creates resilience and springiness so that you don't get a fracture. That's called the bone matrix. It's made out of bone type 1A collagen. And it is to this matrix of bone that the calcium gets attached. And so calcium is very important secondarily, and it does help to make harder bones. But the protein structure, the matrix is really key because that makes resilient bones. And the way we get that is by making sure we get enough protein in um, first off. So you could take a collagen supplement if you want to, because those components will get remade into body collagen. But you want to make sure that you're getting about um, starting as a baseline, a half gram of protein per pound of your body weight daily on an average. And that will provide the raw material that you need to make bone collagen. And then you can facilitate that with a couple of things. Vitamin C helps you make collagen, also helps you absorb some. And so you want to make sure that you're getting a wide variety of a rainbow of vegetables and fruits to get your vitamin C. And you can also take some extra vitamin C. Um, and then another uh, supplement that helps the body create more collagen is called um, uh, uh, silica. And a great way to d uh, deliver silica, because you know eating sand isn't tasty and it doesn't actually get absorbed very well. Plants know how to use it. Plants have actually created a uh, matrix to hold the uh, silica. So you can take a uh, horsetail equisitum uh, herbal extract that has um, some silica in it. It's a very well absorbed uh, matrix, but there's also one that was made by um, um, some uh, uh, very brilliant nutraceutical manufacturers, and it's called choline stabilized orthosilicic acid. This is one of the most readily available and well-researched uh, supplements for collagen formation. And it's so really effective that it helps you get rid of uh, 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 small wrinkles in your face too. Um, it's kind of like the uh, the plastic surgeon's um, uh, worst enemy, but also best friend, because if he does any work or she does any work, they're gonna heal faster anyway, because the collagen's gonna be produced. So you wanna take some uh, brand name Biosil or Regenimax orthosilicic acid. So that's building the collagen. And then when you come back to the, the calcium, uh, calcium is dietary and it doesn't have to be uh, dairy. In fact, the two country, the two areas that have the most amount of intake of, of um, the uh, uh, dairy products on the planet, Scandinavia and America have the highest rates of osteoporosis. So dairy causes inflammation that causes uh, deterioration in bones too. So um, really what you want to do is get it out of your greens. You know, you get a third of your daily calcium needs out of a cup of boiled collards. You know, we talk about how boiling will take nutrients out of the, uh, out of the uh, plants we cook, but boiling collards leaves most of the calcium behind because it's caught up in an organic matrix. Same thing goes for spinach. You get like seven to eight percent of your daily dose for out of a cup of of spinach, and 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 uh, out of a, a kale, a nine or ten percent. 
And so there's a lot of things you can do, including the daily weight-bearing exercise, 30 minutes of walking, to help all of these processes. But I would go to your doctor and say, I really want you to order an N-Telo peptide test and a pro-collagen peptide test to see what my bone metabolism is. Because looking at a static x-ray just gives you a, a diagnosis. But looking at your bone metabolism in the urine and the blood can tell us if you're actually metabolizing these things appropriately. And you also need vitamin D and vitamin K. So check your vitamin D and vitamin K levels. There's a lot to do for bone health. Uh, in regards to the uh, protein, I'm a vegetarian. So, uh, okay. Vegetarians have the worst trouble with building back bone because they tend to not get enough protein. You can get it yeah. by eating lots of protein powders, um, but it's a difficult challenge. Mm -hmm. And the calcium yeah. would be hydroxyapatite calcium. It comes from bone. It's calcium phosphate. It's a good one for absorption. So the other um, things that you mentioned, the silica and the uh, vitamin C and D, are those good to take along with the calcium supplement if I'm going to do that? Well, you'd be wasting your time with the calcium if you aren't doing that. Okay, okay. Sounds you need good. the whole picture or you're not really doing bone support. And does it matter the age of the person? Um, no, you can start with this anytime. So. Best of luck there, Ingrid. I think you can tackle this, okay. but ask your daughter to order NTX and PINP tests to check your bone metabolism. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Fred. Love you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right there, Dr. Fred. I've got Lewis on the line. Good morning to you, Lewis. Hello. Hi. All right. So I have uh, bones in my neck, my spinal are being affected by arthritis, which is hereditary. And uh, I was wondering if I can slow down the arthritis. How can I do that? Yes, you can slow down arthritis. So um, often um, arthritis can be a um, um, kind of a push on, on um, uh, the bones due to excessive use. So it could be posture. You may want to work on posture, uh, get some chiropractic, get things to help take some of the pressure off your neck. A massage might help because you might have some tight muscles pushing there too. Um, to slow down uh, generally uh, uh, arthritis of the neck, you might want to take some fish oil, some curcumin from turmeric, um, boswellia, uh, which is a frankincense extract, um, these things all can help with calming down the arthritis. But <clears throat> I would um, I would get to see somebody who is uh, a good therapist because uh, movement really helps maintain uh, uh, range of motion and uh, reduced pain in people with chronic arthritis. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty, and I got Mitchell on the line. Goes by Mitch, apparently. Hey, good morning, Mitch. Uh, good morning. Hi. Uh, Dr. Fred, I, I was wondering if I was cutting down on some of the sugars when I drank a soda. I like to drink half soda, half water. Okay. I was wondering, is, is that okay? I mean, am I trying to churn some of the sugar from the soda? So anytime you decrease your sugar intake, simple sugar, sucrose, um, even if it's fruit juice, anything like that, um, you're, you're doing yourself a benefit. You don't want to be just, you know, eating sugar. Um, oh, and so, 
Yeah, doing doing half um, sugared soda with half uh, uh, um, you know soda water. Um, mm-hmm. That would be really uh, a good idea. Um, you oh, still cool. enjoy some of the flavor. You're getting half the sugar. Yeah, but yes, it's a great yes. move. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go to artificial sweetener. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> good. Have a great one, Doctor Ed. Thanks. You too, Mitch. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. Enjoy your sodas. <laughs> Anybody else on the line, Bill? No, it's pretty quiet here right now. So I know I've got a couple of emails. We can go to those yes. or take we'll it away on wherever your topic goes. Wonderful. So Dawn asks, is it harmful for someone on mental health and pain meds to do an occasional bit of marijuana if it makes one feel better for a bit? Well, I think that um, there is some evidence that people with more serious cognitive problems, emotional problems like schizophrenia, paranoia, um, you know, psychosis, they should probably avoid any kind of things that would disturb mental process. Um, there is evidence that people who have never had a schizophrenic break can do it by having a large amount of cannabis in their youth. Um, in their, you know, like early 20s or something. But for the most part, people who are on pain medications have mental health issue because of chronic pain. They are frustrated, they are anxious, they are depressed um, in their way of thinking because pain brings thoughts down to a lower level. And so it's been shown that people can actually reduce the amount of opiates they take. And opiates are very depressive in their nature and actually can lead people down a path to suicide because they depress the mood. Um, Cannabis tends to help people deal with the pain in a way such they can reduce the amount of opiates they take and reduce that um, artificial um, chemical pressure on their mood and their brain. The cannabis actually as a natural chemical seems to work with the body. And things you can do that actually augment what cannabis does for the system. Cannabis has these unique chemicals that um, the cannabinoids, and we actually have an endocannabinoid system. Endocannabinoid means it's within the body. So the reason we have receptors for molecules that look like CBD and THC, the two major cannabinoids we talk about, the reason we have these is because we have a a normal chemical in our body that actually has a receptor for it. And so this these chemicals, there's a couple of them. One of them is called anandamide, A-N-A-N-D-A-M-I-D-E. Anandamide is, uh, well, the, the word ananda is uh, 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 Hindu, Sanskrit, probably early origins for um, um, bliss. And so anandamide is your internal bliss chemical. And anandamide is made by eating beneficial oils like omega-3 oils. And so if you're eating anti-inflammatory oils, they can be actually converted into this cannabinoid in your body. And so if you're actually wanting to actually work on mental health and pain, the way to do it is to apply a, a full functional medicine 
um, um, approach and, and really deal with um, diet, lifestyle, and the other shifts that you're going to um, have associated with the diet and lifestyle. And, and you know, meditation helps to reduce um, um, pain perception. It helps to improve overall outlook and mood. And so doing a full body, mind, spirit approach is going to help. And from my perspective, cannabis fits into a body, mind, spirit approach. And so, yes, I think that it would be great to uh, see a uh, uh, certifying doctor here in Florida and go and get your um, cannabis certification because um, it's been shown in the states that went early. There's some studies done that showed that actual opiate consumption in the entire state went down with the um, uh, use of the medical cannabis. So that's a good approach. Have a caller again, it sounds. Actually, we have two. We have Ingrid and Aaron. But first, I'm going to remind folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you're invited to participate by calling 813-239-9663. Irene's in the control room awaiting your treasured call. Or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org or continue texting us at 813-433-0885. Good morning to you, Ingrid. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Ingrid. Hi, hi. This is it's a short uh, call. Um, I am um, 60. I have an active lifestyle. I'm busy, busy, busy. I eat right. My blood works right. But I drink wine every single night. Is that bad? Um, I, I don't think it is, but some people in my family think it is. Okay. Um, loaded question. I won't qualify it as bad until I have more information about alcohol itself. But Because uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of interesting information that keeps coming up. Um, do you have adverse symptoms from drinking alcohol every day? No. Good. All right. So what research tells us is that and it's it's mixed and it's conflicting. An ounce of alcohol a day might actually reduce your cardiovascular risk. Might. It's associated. It's correlative. In the same group of people, there was less cardiovascular disease. However, it was French people and they have a whole different style of life with the exercise and, you know, there's a bunch of different things. But it did seem that, that the wine separated out. On the other hand, we have evidence that one ounce of alcohol a day is associated with a 50% uh, or higher increased risk in colon and breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Thus, we have to balance our choices with our known risks. And mm -hmm. there may be things you can do to reduce the risk of getting these cancers, such as eating a very, very good diet, you know, taking supplements to support, taking extra antioxidant and phytonutrients that help to uh, um, signal to the body to go away from the cancer state making sure that everything else is good. And, and then your, your risk is probably mitigated because it doesn't seem like after you know, a couple of millennia, uh, everybody's dropping dead from alcohol. So there, it's, it's a really mixed bag. I think it's how yeah. you use it and, and how much you use. You know, if you're drinking a six pack a day, you're in trouble. Right, right, right. I agree. If you're, yeah. if you're drinking a bottle a day, you're in trouble. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Even if you're drinking a bottle every two days, you know, that's two and a half glasses. That's, you know, two and a half ounces each day that you're, you're starting to step into the risk range. Right, right. Well, I thank you very much. You've answered. You're so welcome. Question. 
All enjoy right. your alcohol. Enjoy your wine. It's it's a tasty <laughs> treat. I agree. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yep. Okie dokie. And Aaron, I'm looking for some natural remedies. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, how are you doing, Doctor Fred? Great, Aaron. What's up today? Good man. Hey, um, natural uh, supplements for increasing testosterone. What 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 do you like? Well, um, first off, um, we have to remember that lowered testosterone is often associated with medical problems. So I would actually do an assessment for what is out of balance in your body first. So have you done that assessment? I, I haven't even done any blood work recently. I'm only 37. I'm, I'm in pretty good health. I, I shouldn't say like necessarily increased testosterone levels as much as just looking for some nice healthy supplements to maintain a more healthy T level, I guess. Okay. Well, overall, I think the best things to help a guy your age uh, maintain healthy testosterone is to um, limit sugar and limit alcohol. Alcohol okay. is well known to screw up your testosterone. Okay. Then you want to do lower body strength training two to three times a week. Squats, lunges, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Romanian deadlifts. All this stuff actually increases circulation to your pelvis and increases circulation to your testicles and your prostate and makes your organs happier. Um, okay. Another one, really important, getting the sleep that your body needs. And not just saying, oh, I'm going to get seven or eight hours. But like, if you need nine, get nine. If you need six and a half, get six and a half. But preferably, you know, that's seven to eight sweet spot and make sure you're waking rested. If you're not, mm -hmm. sleep apnea is a real strong cause for lowered testosterone as we age. Okay. Yeah. Overall feeling pretty good. Great. Sleeping good, good. well, pretty healthy. Just uh, always just looking for some good extra pointers. Re yeah. So quick, dude, what do you, what do you know about this colostrum kind of trend that's going on? Do you, do you put much into this? Well, um, you were a child and you sucked on the teat at some point and got some colostrum. Is it necessary today? No. Let's think about it in a different way. Colostrum is just some extra um, um, passive immunity from mom um, and maybe some growth factors. Um, you can stimulate your own growth factors by getting good sleep and um, doing those lower uh, body strength training. But you can add to it with some good solid nutrition. Um, you want to do, uh, my preference is a Mediterranean diet with 80% to 90% plant and 10 to 20% animal in that range. And animal includes fish, bird, four-legged, whatever you want to eat. Um, and then a good basic multivitamin that has active B vitamins, very important. You want to have methyl B12, methyl folic acid, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, uh, benfotiamine, active B vitamins. You want to get um, also a wide variety of chelated minerals because most people don't eat the 8 to 10 servings of vegetables a day to get their minerals. So getting minerals is really important because magnesium and chromium help to run those systems that are going to help you make more testosterone and not steal away for some other problem. And uh, fish oil, critical uh, to help maintain inflammatory balance because if you're inflamed, you're going to actually divert the testosterone away and you're going to make rancid testosterone. So you're, you're going to have to excrete it. So antioxidants are really important. So fat-soluble antioxidants because testosterone is a fat. So you want A, D, E, and K, possibly in one pill. That's the way I take it. Um, a good probiotic helps you metabolize and eliminate the uh, uh, um, hormones that are coming out in your bile so you can keep maintaining optimal health that way. So those those couple of things, I mean, uh, a good multi with multi-Bs and multi-mineral, fish oil, a probiotic, and fat-soluble vitamins, those are going to really promote 
good health without having to take any extra tea, herbs, and stuff like that, because you're going to be doing the right things to maintain it. Awesome. You like doing the fish oil daily? I do it daily, and I eat fish too, so I always try to maintain a very high omega-3 level. It's very important. Okay. What do you know about these beef pills, like your ground liver, spleen, testicles, stuff like that? Well, I'm not a big fan of unknown origin uh, organs. I get this stuff that's really delicious. It's called Pluck, P-L-U-C-K. The website's eatpluck.com. They have like five different varieties. Uh, it's all super organic, clean organ meat that's been seasoned and powdered, and you can sprinkle it on your food. So you get these extra uh, organ uh, meats with, with the iron from the liver and all these really good things, and it's delicious, and it comes in like garlicky and spicy and plump. And they just adds umami to your meal. It's yummy. As long as you know, as long as you like the origin, you're you're good with these. Uh, you know, again, crushed up liver. Yeah. Bean, uh, yeah. If you if you if you got document that it's it's an organic animal, I'm not. I, I think organ meat's fine. We've been eating it for what um, 400,000 years. Mm -hmm. So All let's right. keep doing it. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, man. I appreciate you. Glad to be here. Always nice chatting with you. Have a great one, Aaron. Okie doke. I've got Ann and John waiting in the wings here, but I'm going to remind folks in the last 20 minutes or so of the show that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And Irene is waiting for your calls, so you can participate by calling 813-239-9663. We're continuing to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And let's go to Ann with a, some blood thinner questions. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Hi there. Uh, hi. Yeah, I was hoping you could comment. I've just been recently diagnosed with AFib and uh, they wanted to put me on a uh, blood thinner, Xarelto, yes. and uh, a, a heart regulator. Uh, I, I texted you details, but uh, uh, what uh, do you think about, uh, I think it's called natokinase and syrup peptide? I think natokinase is a wonderful enzyme that helps to uh, decrease clotting. I have never seen any evidence that any combination of natokinase, fish oil, vitamin E, or anything else actually will prevent you from having a stroke in atrial fibrillation. The only studies that I've seen so far are in blood thinners. And the Xarelto and uh, um, the other one, um, I'm blanking on the name, um, even Coumadin. Coumadin will decrease your uh, risk of a stroke with AFib by 90%, I believe it is. And if you get Xarelto or Eliquis, um, you're going to be at 95% reduced risk. Um, mm. While you have atrial fibrillation and while you're figuring out what you can do about it, it makes sense to actually take anticoagulants because the risk of the stroke is higher than the risk of bleeding from the anticoagulant. Much, much, much higher. And wow. so um, all of my patients that have atrial fibrillation um, are on blood thinners if they choose to take them um, because it just makes so much solid, good clinical sense. And as far as rhythm control, yes, that makes sense too. But if you have not yet been checked for sleep apnea, that would be the first okay. thing I would do. I do have it. I'm waiting for 
forever for the machine. Oh, good. So I would get the machine, get treated, and wait on any kind of procedure like an ablation because your AFib may go away if you treat it, the, 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 the sleep apnea, that is. Wonderful. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll get... I'll, I'll start fussing more. I gather that the, the machines are uh, a little backed up with orders. Sometimes. It depends on what company you go to. So I would call your doctor who ordered it and say, look, I'm not getting a machine. How many months has it been? Uh, about three. My, my patients have been getting it in about three weeks these days. So wow. wrong company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Have your doctor get you one, and, or I'll call the respiratory oh. company up and harangue them. <laughs> hey, I need my device. I'm dying here. <laughs> also, I have low blood pressure, sometimes quite low. It's yes. It's to the 50s. And, oh. So profafenone is a better choice than metoprolol for controlling your rate. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. And thank you, Anne. Thanks for calling yeah. on in. I've got uh, John in Gulfport. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hi, John. Hi, uh, Doc. Hey, uh, I, I'm taking a, uh, I'm 65. I got sore joints, you know, um, and uh, I'm taking a, drinking a Thai tea called Tepe tea. Have you uh -huh. heard of that? Nope. Okay. So uh, it works pretty good. Good. And I, it uh, eases the, uh, the soreness, and I was just wondering if there are any repercussions, but uh, you, know, you haven't heard of it, so uh, I guess... How do you spell it? T-E-P-E-E-T, T-E-A. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've not heard of that one before. It's, uh, That's well, interesting. Anyway, a friend of mine gave it to me, and uh, it's, uh, it's a powder, and it, uh, it smells very... Um, cardamom, you know, some uh, spicy uh, type, and it, it really helps with my uh, soreness, and I was just uh, that's good. for any uh, side effects. Yeah, it's it's all over the internet as this reduces your pain. I have no idea what's in it. I'll have to take a look at that one. Okay. All right, Doc. Well, thank you. That's all I got, then. All right. Have a great day, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, I got an email here, and it's from a friend. Hello, Winnie from Austin. How are you, my dear? So good to see your email um, and so uh, uh, sad to not actually see you. Um, Winnie uh, was at uh, the Lisa Nichols event that I went to in South Carolina last month, and it was absolutely wonderful, and she's absolutely wonderful. And she asked the question, is it normal to feel tension in your muscles when you stretch often, or is it too much tension or the need to stretch often uh, symbolic of something more? Well, that's that's two things that are true. <laughs> um, you can feel more tension in your muscles when you stretch often because stretching actually um, is, in a sense, in certain instances, counterproductive when you have a uh, a muscle that's inactivated. Um, I've talked about muscle activation technique before. Very, very cool thing. It's kind of the opposite of stretching. And so if you're feeling tension in the same muscle all the time, you might want to look for a muscle activation uh, technique or active release technique is, is a little different, but it helps you release the uh, uh, tension in the muscle you're stretching. Um, and that is um, uh, done via some um, uh, pressure points and things like that. And it often will then get rid of that tension in that muscle for a while. But 
is symbolic of something more. This is really a, a truth of what everyone's going through right now. And that is that we are asked or we are being asked by the universe to stretch. As, as you noticed, I think maybe a few people have uh, awakened to the fact that we're actually in the apocalypse. And you have to remember, apocalypse is Greek for the great change. It's nothing bad. It's just what's actually happening. So we are in apocalypse. The great change is upon us. And during that time, we all have to actually stretch our wings, um, so to speak. So our souls are asking our personalities to stretch into a new place. If we're ready for it, our brains, our consciousness can expand into a new world, which is already here and waiting for us to step into. It's called the kingdom of heaven. And once we start sharing with all of our hearts and stop protecting all of our material wealth, um, we will actually see it manifest around us. So, Winnie, thank you for the question. Um, um, uh, keep working on your transformation, my love. You are on the path. Hey, here's one from Peter. Doc, out, out of nowhere, on the top of my left hand, wrist fingers started, hey, a little swelling on the top of my hand. I used a wrist brace, took some ibuprofen. I wonder if it's tendonitis, arthritis, carpal tunnel. And so uh, why the left hand and, and, and not the other? So anyway, this could be a bunch of different things. Ten, tendonitis, tenosynovitis, which is the uh, tendon sheath inflammation that happens when you get trigger fingers. It could be um, some arthritis. It could be uh, not likely carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel is very specifically pain and numbness of the first three fingers of either hand, thumb, first digit, second, and those uh, numb, tingling pain, that's going to be carpal tunnel. So not sure, Pete, uh, could be a lot of things. I'd check into your local physical therapist or functional medicine doctor and see what's going on there. How are we doing, Bill? All right. Yes, I do have Fred and Roseanne on the phone here. Let's go to Fred. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Fred. Hey, Dr. Harvey. How are you doing this morning? Beautiful. How are you? Good. Thank you. I've got a question. I've been diagnosed with non-small cell lung cancer. I've got a 2.5 centimeter by 2.5 centimeter on the lower right lobe, um, I was just wanting some, you know, some backup, some second opinions on this from a qualified doctor. Well, that steps into a very complex second opinion. And there's a lot that a functional medicine doctor is going to do when you go to functional medicine for the second opinion. There'll be different evaluations looking at your systems, not the cancer. Oncologist is going to study the cancer down to the very smallest molecule inside the cancer cell and tell you all about the cancer, but nothing about you, the carrier for the cancer. And in reality, um, cancers occur when there are, um, uh, there's a terrain. A, a home set up for it. So what's wrong with your home that you made a home for cancer? And so that's what functional medicine is gonna look at. We're gonna look deep into why you might have actually developed this thing. And rather than specifically, what's functional medicine gonna to do to treat it? Well, frankly, functional medicine doesn't treat cancer, but it does help the individual navigate through this problem. And so, um, it's, it's such a broad subject, but the things that I told the man who is, um, um, looking to raise his low T if he has it, um, same kind of thing. You need to get back to basics, foundational functional medicine. 
diet, lifestyle, nutrition, supplemental support, and then we start looking for the things that may have triggered you. Do you have toxic metal? Do you have petrochem toxins? Do you have mold toxins? Uh, toxins really are probably going to be the biggest source, and we need to look for those. Gotcha. So um, ifm.org is the perfect place to go and look for a local practitioner, all right? Okay, one other question. After, you know, they're, they're talking about doing the surgery, um, post-surgery medications. I've, talked, uh, I've, I've heard you mention, you know, the green tree, the green tea extracts. Anything on the natural end, you know, coming down from, from the surgical procedures that you can advise? Well, actually, prior to and during and after, um, I have a um, protocol that is a nutritional support protocol for anybody going through surgery. You could contact Functional Medicine Florida, or you could go onto the store, um, um, uh, Functional Medicine Florida store, and or you could talk to my staff about it and just ask them for the perioperative protocol. It's a it's a bunch of things you can do around the time of surgery. Okay. So fun functional med functional medical protocol. Um, perioperative protocol around the operation, the one we use around the operation. All right, I can always call your office. Yeah, that would be the easiest. Okay. All right, Fred. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't want to take up anybody's more time. You're so welcome, and good luck with your surgery, man. And get the surgery. It's really important in this one. That's one of the ones that responds. Well, that was one of the other questions I wanted to make sure, because I didn't think on this one I was going to be able to drop the ball. No, just go for it. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. You're welcome. You too. And good luck to you there, Fred. I've got Roseanne from Bradenton on the line. She's been waiting patiently. Good morning, Roseanne. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Dr. Harvey. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it so much. Yes. Um, I just accidentally came upon your show today because I had WMNF on my radio the last time I was in the car in this morning. I heard you talking about different things to different people, and I was like, holy cow, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, each comment that you made to each person more and more i said i definitely want to talk to this man um so it sounds like you're a functional medicine doctor that i am which is awesome and i know a little tiny bit about that but i actually am calling about a specific question and and that is something called i think i'm pronouncing it right selexa it's like a over-the-counter uh, supplement. I think it's lavender is the active ingredient. And it was recommended to me by a couple of different people as something that one could take if they're feeling, um, I guess, stress or anxiety as opposed to like a pharmaceutical um, something, which I, I, I'm not a big fan personally, pharmaceutical something. But anyway, so <laughs> I wanted to know, like I thought, oh, man, this would be the man's ass. If you've heard of it or know anything about it or if there's something else along those lines that would be something kind of just something to, um, you know, it's like I understand the whole holistic thing, body, soul, and spirit very much. 
you got to take care of your body. Body's a temple and all that, and you got to treat it. And what is it you want to use this supplement for? Yeah, so the supplement was recommended to me as opposed to taking an anti-anxiety slash antidepressant. Oh, okay. So how is your how is your um, uh, breathwork practice? Um, it's, well, I just started it four months ago. Okay, you're doing it daily? Yeah, I'm doing it daily. I didn't know even that, like, I hadn't been breathing wrong for, you know, 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So you've started a breathwork practice. Have you started meditation with it? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. See, every so day. I try every day, six out of seven days. Sundays are tricky family day, but yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so there are a lot of different ways to approach that. Um, but, um, uh, uh, depends on the source of your anxiety, but um, ashwagandha is a very nice herb to take for calming the thing, calming systems down. Uh, uh, lavender oil, essential oil of lavender, a drop on your uh, temple um, is, uh, or even on a on a uh, a little um, uh, cotton thing to to like stick in your. Uh, breast pocket um just so you smell lavender um is very calming as well um uh and your exercise are you exercising every day um again six out of seven <laughs> okay that's great um and caffeine intake caffeine intake is i have one cup of coffee in the morning that's it good so you really addressed all that it's wonderful so um yes um i think that uh, ashwagandha uh possibly some uh tryptophan um that helps you build serotonin which is calming um and uh um there are others but i think if you start with just that i think you're in a good place lavender okay is lavender something that you can ingest as well as using the oils? I do have the essential oils with lavender, which I use frequently, yeah. but I'm just, you can, you there can are people. Lavender? Yeah. In fact, there's a supplement that they use for, um, I think, uh, both for calming and I can't remember what company makes that one, but there's an oral lavender that seems to have an anti-anxiety and sleep effect. And there's also one that I think they use it for helping with IBS symptoms too, irritable bowel syndrome. Oral, oral one. I wonder if that's the one that they told me about. Select could be. I don't know what the name of it is. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll double check. Okay. Um, great. Thank you. And I, I did want to also ask, where are your, where's your practice? It's in Sarasota. Oh, you're in Sarasota. Okay. I'm in Bradenton. Okay, cool. Do you have Functional Medicine Florida. Yeah, I know. Do you have a website that I could go Functional to? Medicine Florida. Functional Medicine Florida is the website. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, doctor. Have a beautiful and blessed day. And you as well. Okay, bye. And yes, I think I will uh, close out the show with some emails here. Um, here we have one. Uh, which probiotics is best for someone to get over H. pylori, leaky gut, candida, and mold? Well, there ain't no probiotic that's going to get you over all of that. However, a good quality probiotic that has some license plates at the end. Um, um, the, the, the organisms have an alphanumeric designator after is a good quality one. One thing you might take to actually interfere with Candida and H. pylori is something called Saccharomyces boulardii. That tends to be a good, uh, nutritional yeast that interferes with other yeast. But, uh, yeah, you need a functional medicine protocol, ifm.org. Come see one of us doctors. Artificial sweeteners. Uh, Mike says, Hey, 
family member is heavy, eats fairly well, no exercises, uses sweet and low. Can you elaborate on what effects artificial sweeteners have on weight? Yes. If your heavy uh, uh, family member continues to use sweet and low, they will continue to be fat. They will gain more fat. They will get fatter. They will get diabetes and they will probably die of a heart attack or a stroke because sweet and low causes heart attacks and strokes too. So my recommendation is get rid of that poison. Just get rid of it. There's no point in using it. It's it's poison. It's I don't know why the the financial drug administration allows us to be poisoned by this stuff. Oh my, it's such a problem. So um, the um, um, should low dose aspirin be the uh, a choice of blood thinner for atrial fibrillation? Absolutely not. Uh, low dose aspirin has no evidence at controlling uh, uh, strokes in AFib, and um, it doesn't have a lot of preventive help either if you look at the current data. But we're coming down to the end here, and I'm going to mention that on June 15th at 11 a.m., we're going to do the first Zoom webinar, Functional Medicine, what it is and why we all need it so desperately right now. And uh, so I'm going to... Uh, put a button on the uh, show website. I'm going to also be um, putting one um, uh, on our, my website. And so you'll be able to um, access uh, a registration for that. I think we're capped at 100 at the moment. Hopefully we will have to turn people away and start again. I'm, I'm excited to do this and excited to share more with you in a more intimate setting where we can actually see each other too. So... Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And uh, next week, we're going to be going back again to this. I don't have any guests. It's going to be asking me anything. And I'm really excited because I, I like answering questions and having a very uh, wide ranging show. Um, so ask me anything again in actually, sorry, two weeks. I made a mistake. Next week, we're going to have a best of show because I'm going to be traveling during the time of our broadcast. So see you all in two weeks, folks. Well, I'm missing you already there, Dr. Fred. And I do look forward to the Zoom presentation that you'll be doing. And in the meanwhile, I want to thank you for another fantastic show. And I want to thank Irene for handling the phones. And so until next Monday at 10 o'clock, everybody on out there, you take care, stay healthy. Y'all are the greatest. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until yeah. next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Music